Welcome to the Exodus Health Center podcast. These workshops are recorded live at the Exodus Health Center in Kennesaw, Georgia, where we believe that God needs no help, just no interference. Tonight's workshop is presented by Dr. David Jockers. Now, here's Dr. David. All right, so awesome stuff right there. Some of you guys saw a little bit of that video, some of you guys didn't, but uh, basically... You know, we were just right down at, uh, in Orlando um, just this past weekend, and uh, we kind of got an update. Maximize Living planted their first hospital, uh, Maximize Living Health Center Hospital in Zimbabwe, Africa, in Harare, right? And, um, you know, they're serving over 2,000 patients right now, and uh, they actually have built a, a second hospital out there. And uh, it's just absolutely unbelievable. They've got a, two, a medical doctor team out there that's doing research, and they're getting the same care you know, the, the same supplements, the same style of adjustments and analysis and everything that you guys get here is what's going on there. And so they've got a couple of doctors out there that are trained in, a, in, a, in the United States, um, actually had health centers and then sold them and, and actually went um, out to Africa, right, to, uh, to go out there and work. And uh, so they're seeing just thousands of people. They're doing research. I don't know if you guys heard, you know, there's a group with HIV, right, the champions. Okay, and uh, they're doing research on these these children without medications, right? Um, going through maximized living care, right? So living the five essentials that we teach in this office, and so this is phenomenal stuff because there's never been research really on, you know, prevention like what we do in here, right? Health prevention um, and obviously max in using the, the highest quality level of service, and so we're looking at 10, 20 year studies that can show quality of life improvements, that can show all these different things on a whole um, you know, society out there. It's just absolutely unbelievable. I mean, we see it in our office. We have people like, uh, Janelle, you just told me that, um, you know, you, now you had congestive heart failure, what, a year ago? A year ago. A year ago, exactly. And so uh, how many medications were you on after that? <laughs> can you count them all? Quite a few, right? And so you just, uh, yeah, exactly. And so you just had your, your blood pressure taken, right? And what happened to your blood pressure? Um, I took it off because, uh, this was today, right? This was today. Yeah. yeah. My blood pressure was low, so it took me off. Well, he didn't take me off the board. Uh, he cut everything in half that I was taking. Yeah. Awesome. Give her a round of applause right there. That's right. Exactly. It's also, what did he tell you? He was, he was a little bit, a little bit, it was strange for him, right? Yeah. Because does he see people get off blood pressure medications regularly? No. He never sees it, right? And so especially somebody coming off a congestive heart failure, so he's concerned about it. He doesn't, he's scared. So obviously he's sending her over to her cardiologist to, hey, what's on you, right? 
And so, because you don't see that kind of stuff, right? This is what they, what they see. I'll let you guys know, I mean, the great thing is God's really blessed this office and, the, and uh, you know, the strategies, the natural health strategies that we use. And so we've seen somewhere around 15, 16 people get off blood pressure medications or up in there um, over the last year. It's just absolutely phenomenal. Um, if you're in here and you've gotten off of blood pressure medications in our office, raise your hand. I don't know if uh, some of you guys, if, if you haven't, yeah, Charmaine has, right? Um, some of the other guys uh, are not actually here, right? So they think they got it figured out, right? And so they... <laughs> They shouldn't be thinking that, but, uh, you know, I guess that's the case. And so we're going to get rolling with this, um, you know, and really break down as we go through this. But uh, those of you guys that, that have been around the office a while, um, uh, this seminar that I was at this weekend was absolutely phenomenal. And we'll be actually going into more detail in our future workshops, a lot of what we learned and the, and the new strategies and different things that we're doing. But what I want you guys to know is that Maximize Living has a 2048 vision. We've got the hospitals in Zimbabwe, Africa. Next year I'll be out. Um, next July, uh, the end of July, I'll be out actually uh, in London taking care of the, the Olympic athletes. We have a whole team going out there taking care of our Olympic athletes. Anybody here uh, into um, mixed martial arts, MMA? Anybody here? I didn't think so. You guys are like me. I'm like, I, I, I never watched that before in my life, right? Um, however, it's like one of the fastest growing sports, if you guys know anything about it, right? It's one of the fastest growing sports, and uh, all these guys are under maximized living care. In fact, they had uh, one of the top fighters out there speaking like everybody knew who he was i'm like who is this guy <laughs> right I, I don't i'm not into that kind of stuff but uh something about you know people just beating the pulp out of each other that uh just um you know doesn't really excite me right but uh you know a lot of people like it so anyways uh, this guy was out there we've got a partnership with them uh, we had maximized living doctors at uh the crossfit games anybody familiar with crossfit right some of you guys probably are right um so they were out at the crossfit games uh we've got a, a partnership with the billion souls initiative um, and uh, basically, that's a group of, of pastors, some of the top pastors in the world. And what they want is um, the Maximized Living program in uh, something like uh, by, by the year 2020. They want it in, in something like um, over a million churches all around the world, right? Um, because they know that people are sick and dying, right? And it's for what they don't know. And in the Bible, it says, for, for a lack of vision, right, my people what? Perish, right? Exactly. And so it's for what we don't know. And it's because we've been lied to. Every one, of, every one of you guys has been lied to about health at some point in your life. And we just got to break through that with the truth. And that's the great thing. The truth will always prevail. We also have a partnership with Jordan Rubin. Who knows Jordan Rubin? He wrote The Maker's Diet. Some of you guys heard of him. Great physicians, prescription, right? And so Beyond Organics was out there. I got a chance to sample uh, Amasi, which is, uh, which is a fermented, it's a, a, a raw cow's milk drink that's fermented. And some of you guys were at our digestion workshop. We made the kefir. Right? How was that? Anybody here? Right? Was that good? Yeah, I'm making it. Uh, yeah you're sh good. Marsha's making it. So it's phenomenal stuff. Um, and so we got a chance to sample this Amasi. And actually, there's a, there's a, a tribe uh, in Africa. It's the Maasai tribe. Anybody heard of them? Right? They basically survive on, uh, on basically uh, raw milk, right? This Amasi drink and raw blood, right? For most of their, you know, and then they eat raw meat as well, right? They don't cook anything, they don't really eat vegetables. And uh, this Amasi is, is supposed to be the most power-packed fermented drink you could possibly buy. And uh, we'll be talking more about that. we got a, a Beyond Organic seminar coming up in a couple weeks. I'm really excited about, you know, these products that are coming out and really our ability to change the world, right, by where we spend our time, money, and energy, right, and the kind of foods that we vote for, right? Because where you spend your dollar is your vote. You guys know that, right? And, in fact, where you spend your dollar is more, a more powerful vote than when you go to, you know, and you vote for a president or a senator, 
where you spend your dollars, more powerful vote because marketing is everything nowadays and uh, they will always respond to where we're spending our money. And if we're spending our money wisely, if we're putting it into the kingdom, then guess what we create? The kingdom, right? And, uh, and so we've got to spend our money nobly, right, on, on the right kind of products that work in harmony with nature, work in harmony with our body, give us incredible outrageous health, but then also uh, support planet Earth, right? Because ultimately, while we're on this planet, we've got to be amazing stewards. Amen? That's right. Absolutely. So let's get rolling with this. Blood pressure control. So how many of you guys have blood pressure problems or know somebody with blood pressure problems? I think probably every hand could be raised, right? And so obviously when we look at our culture, we know that, um, that, that we're getting the wrong programming. Remember, we said every one of us has been lied to. This is why. This is the way our culture looks at health, right? Internal health is predetermined, right? Who's ever heard Who's ever gotten diagnosed with something and said, you know what? It was genetic. Who's, raise your hand if that was you, right? A lot of you guys, right? Absolutely. And so this is the whole, the whole mindset is that, you know what? They're like, okay, it's genetic, right? You just got to take these drugs for the rest of your life or this surgery or whatever it is. Listen, genetics plays 30% of the role. How much percent? 30%. 30%. The other 70% is environment. And in fact, when you look at a cell, right, the actual nervous system, what tells the DNA inside what to do? is actually the outer layer, the cell membrane, right? So the interaction on the outside actually plays a huge role in the genetic structure on the inside. And so really it's about the environment we create, the lifestyle that we live, the thoughts that we think, right? The ability of our nerve system to heal and function effectively. It's about our nutrition, it's about our fitness levels, and it's about the toxins that we're taking in every single day. So this is, this is huge because when we live in this model right here, right, this is what we're told. More drugs, vaccines, less organs equals less sickness and disease, right? You have a sick organ, what do we do? Take it out, right? Exactly, as if God didn't create you naturally. You know, if he, if, you know, he forgot to take the appendix out. Oh, yeah, right? Exactly, right? So it's, it's not the case. And you see this right here, the amount and type of viruses and bacteria? Who has ever, and we all have, we've all been guilty of this, right? Thought, well, little Johnny's sick, right? So I shouldn't be around him. Who's ever thought that before, right? Guys, if we, um, if we had a, a big microscope and we looked down upon us, right, there's just massive swamps of bacteria, viruses all around us. So two people can be exposed to the same uh, bacteria or the same virus or whatever it is. One person gets sick. The other person doesn't. This happens like every day, right? Why is that? Immune system. That's right. It's the quality of the host, right? It's the quality of our immune system. So guess what? It's not about what we're being exposed to. Now, I wouldn't recommend like jumping into a sewage tank or something like that, right? Not a smart thing to do, you know? However, life is about building up our internal mechanisms, our internal ability to heal, right? To replicate healthy cells and, and boast a, a powerful immune system. That's really what it's about. So that's the maximized living culture. When we're living the maximized living culture, it's a totally different philosophy than what we see on TV what we hear when we go in and we talk to our medical doctors, right? And um, you know, what we hear out in society that, that people are telling us. It, the foundation is this, that God created our bodies with an incredible ability to self-heal, that we form 100 billion new cells every single day, right? We have a new heart every seven months, a new liver every six months, every three to five days, our stomach lining is being replaced, and it's all from the inside out, right? And what we've got to do is, is seek after and understand God's natural laws for health and healing and follow those natural laws. Just like everything else, when we break laws, when we break natural principles, there are consequences, right? And so it doesn't matter, you know, um, you know, how good a person you are, right? If you're breaking, uh, you know, 
consequent if you're breaking natural laws, right? It's gonna it's gonna you know catch up with you. For example, you know um, one natural law that we all know of is uh, gravity, right? So so you know you could you could be praying all day long and be uh, you know in a, a 24/7 meditation. You walk off a tall building, what happens? You go splat. I've yet to see somebody uh, just kind of walk straight, right? And so I was listening to a pastor. He said that. Uh, actually, I think it was my pastor. Uh, uh, he said that um, one of his friends in school was uh, was trying to uh, you know walk across water, right? He thought uh, you know he would try that, so he would get dressed up in a suit and uh, you know just uh, get himself in a you know a, a total trance and you know connected with God, and then he would try to walk across this river, or I'm sorry, this this pool. And did it ever work? No, he ruined a lot of suits that way, right? So we got to understand the rules. One of those rules is gravity, right? And follow that rule. It's the same thing with this. And so here's man's way, right? Pills, potions, lotions, and unnecessary organs, right? Just load you up with medications, synthetic medications that man has made, right, to intervene with, with our natural ability to heal. And so let's look at this. Over-the-counter medications, right? Who's ever taken any of these before? Every hand probably should go up. Don't worry, um, you know, I've already, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, um, you can definitely repent uh, of your sins here, right? So I, I definitely have. I used a lot of this stuff. Back when I was in high school as a baseball player, right, I was a pitcher. And so my, uh, my coach, right, is what he was taught, right? He, he said, you know, just take ibuprofen, right, as an anti-inflammatory every single day. I was literally taking like eight to ten of these things a day. And we'll, we'll hear about the damage of this. But most commonly used drugs in America. Look at this. So... NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, and hypertension. So this is a, a major journal right here. It says clinicians commonly do not understand that acetaminophen, which is basically Tylenol, right, um, is not safe and causes significant hypertension. Older women um, who took uh, 500 milligrams, which is a standard dose per day, had 93% increased risk um, of hypertension, right? We're not even talking about cancer. Um, that's a whole other workshop, but these things cause massive cancer in your body too. It's known to harm the kidneys and cause gastrointestinal bleeding, right? Causes hypertension because it depletes glutathione. Who's heard of that term before? Glutathione, our body's master super antioxidant, right? Leading to renal endothelial dysfunction. So that literally destroys your kidneys. And so um, hypertension, that's why the, the hypertension goes up because if your kidneys aren't working good, everything gets backed up, right? So let's look at this right here. So Harvard research right here, acetaminophen, if you took six or seven pills per week, right? Um, 34% increased risk uh, in hypertension, right? So blood pressure problems. Okay, look at this right here. Aspirin, 26% increased risk. Don't, you, don't they tell us to take, what, a baby aspirin a day? Yeah. But let's think about the logic behind that, right? You take an aspirin a day. Why would you do that? What does aspirin do to your body? Thins the blood, right? So who's heard of platelets before? They're a blood, blood cell, right? They help clot your blood. So what happens is this. You take the aspirin, it thins out your platelet counts, but your body responds and your body actually functions off something called homeostasis. And what that means for those of you guys that haven't taken a biology course in a long time, that means balance, equilibrium, right? So what happens is this, your body's always creating balances, okay? That's why when you go out and you run, right? Blood, you know, heart rate goes up, all this stuff, but after you start to relax, it comes back to a normalized range, that's homeostasis. So what happens with this is when we take something synthetic from the outside like aspirin, it lowers, right? It, it lowers our platelet counts, but what is our body going to do in response? It's going to thicken them back up, right? It's going to make more platelets. So we keep doing this. We keep playing this game. What ends up happening, right? The body's overcompensating, and we get, we get sticky plaque, right? Um, and, and basically, we get inflamed, and we get sticky plaque, and it causes massive uh, 
plaquing and it increases blood pressure problems, right? And then on top of that, it also increases your risk of stroke, right? So seven to 14 pills per week, right? 52% increased risk. So these things are not, not good for us. Not to mention that the other big aspect, and we'll talk about cholesterol, but the other big aspect, when you take Tylenol, for example, women who take Tylenol, right? Tylenol a day for five years, increase your risk of breast cancer by 50%. Aspirin, it's an 84% increased risk of breast cancer. And so we wanna know why that is. It also depletes our body of trace minerals, right? Critical trace minerals like selenium, zinc, different things like that. And then also B vitamins, our methyl donors. We'll talk more about those B vitamins, but absolutely critical for reducing inflammation in our body and keeping our genetic structure healthy. So when we're taking those things, we have to understand that we are damaging our genetic structure when we're taking these, these uh, over-the-counter pain medications. So cholesterol myths. So who knows somebody who's on cholesterol medications or has been before, right? Probably almost everybody in here because it's the most, it's the second most prescribed medication. Antidepressants are number one. And don't get me started on that, but that's a whole, whole rip in itself. This is the cholesterol myth, okay? This, this came out in Business Week, I think it was like two or three years ago. Dr. George Mann, medical doctor, after reviewing the cholesterol hypothesis, which it's, there's no science, you guys know that. You know, when your medical doctor puts you on a cholesterol medication, a statin, there's zero science behind that. It's a hypothesis. It's a guess. It's, it, the thought process is that high cholesterol causes heart disease, but the science doesn't say that. It's just been widely publicized, right? And so because it's widely publicized, that's just what they do, right? In fact, uh, there was another article in Business Week, and it said, um, and it talked about how uh, just about everything that's done in the medical, in the medical uh, profession is really not done um, off of science, right? But it's really rules and traditions, right? So it's just traditions that have been passed down, things that they've been told to do, right? So this is back in the New England Journal of Medicine, 1977, right? Well before, you know, these statin medications took off. But these are easy for them to make, and they have huge return, right? Huge return on investment. Let's look at this cholesterol myth. People with high cholesterol live the longest. In fact, I do a whole heart disease two-part workshop series. Who was at that in February? Some of you guys probably were at that. We go into even more detail than we're going to do tonight, so look forward to that. And you can also, um, that's on podcast too. So if you want to know more about cholesterol myth, we go into real major detail with that. People with high cholesterol live the longest. Consider the findings of Dr. Harlan Krumholtz of the Department of Cardiovascular Medicine, Yale University, reported in 1994. Old people with low cholesterol, died twice as often from a heart attack as did old people with high cholesterol, right? Most studies of old people have shown that high cholesterol is not a risk factor for coronary heart disease. 11 studies of old people came up with that result and a further seven studies found that high cholesterol did not predict all-cause mortality either, right? So cholesterol plays a very, very critical role, right? In our brain function, right? And overall hormone function. So cholesterol is a precursor for our body's ability to make things like cortisol, like um, uh, estrogen, testosterone, right? All these major things. It is so critical for healing cholesterol. It's literally the healing molecule. It's one of the critical, most critical healing molecules that our body produces. So look at this right here, this chart right here. This is at Harvard um, right here. And so you can see risk of death, okay? Very low cholesterol, higher than very high cholesterol. You see that, right? And most of these people were kind of in the middle there right, for cardiovascular death. And so, let's look at this, the cholesterol myth, archives of internal medicine. Statin drugs did the best job at lowering cholesterol levels, okay, of everything that they showed. So that's one thing that statin medications do. I would definitely not uh, disagree with that. If you take a statin medication, your cholesterol is gonna lower, right? The key is though, is that healthy for you? 
right? Is that good to lower your cholesterol? And that's where the science uh, basically contradicts the things that we've been taught and told in our society, right? So for example, right, it's way more effective at lowering cholesterol than omega-3 fatty acids, but omega-3 fatty acids were more effective than statins in reducing death from cardiac events and 32% more effective than statin drugs in reducing death from all reasons. So, so uh, what would be better, right? Having higher cholesterol but staying strong and healthy or um, having low cholesterol and dying? What's better? <laughs> you know, you see that, right? So you have low cholesterol and you die, right? But, but the drug was a success because what are they trying to do, right? Lower cholesterol. You see how that works? So omega-3 fatty acids, they lower cholesterol levels to a very small event, right, which indicates that their beneficial effects are mediated by other means such as their antiarrhythmic properties, right? So they keep the heart actually functioning, the neurological effects, right, on the heart functioning at, at a high level, their membrane stabilizing effects, as well as their antithrombotic, so that means preventing plaque from building up, right? So you can have tons of cholesterol flowing through your body. The problem is not cholesterol, it's the oxidized cholesterol. So it's what? Oxidized cholesterol. Again, heart disease workshop, listen to that podcast. I don't have time to go through in detail with that, but uh, that's huge, right? So you can have cholesterol, it could be 500, but if it's not oxidizing, no big deal, right? If it's not having massive free radical damage to the cholesterol, it's not a problem at all. So high cholesterol also protects against infection. So look at this right here. Many studies have found that low cholesterol is in certain, in certain respects worse than high cholesterol. We're already talking about that. Um, for instance, 19 large studies, more than 68,000 deaths, right? So big time stuff. Right, low cholesterol predicted an increased risk of dying from gastrointestinal and respiratory diseases, right? So because it affects our immune system, and so because of that, um, you know, you die early of these things. Not to mention, they've also found neurological diseases, right? Because you have cholesterol in your brain. A good portion of your brain is cholesterol, so it strips the cholesterol out of your brain, right? You know about this, Samer, right? And so you're on the, you know, they put you on the statin, lowered your cholesterol. Here you are, a brilliant guy, right? And, and what did you notice? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, because it's literally depleting your brain function. Absolutely. One of the most dangerous things with these cholesterol medications. Low cholesterol, HIV, AIDS, right? So results come from a study of more than 300,000 young and middle-aged men, which found that the number of men whose cholesterol was lower than 160 and who had died from AIDS was four times higher than the number who had died from AIDS with a cholesterol above 240.7, right? Cholesterol plays a huge role in immune function and in cellular healing. Absolutely critical, right? Huge role with this. So look at this, low cholesterol, low testosterone, right? This is another big thing that happens, you know? Particularly, obviously, this affects men more so than women, right? But the reality is, when men start taking this, one of the big things that we notice is they gain more weight, right? So belly fat right, because they have lower testosterone, they start losing muscle, you know, their, their, their drive, their zest for living, like this guy right here, and so it's another, another common thing that takes place. Okay, one of the most common uh, doubling patterns I've seen is uh, cholesterol medication and then antidepressants, right, because the cholesterol medication lowers testosterone and then it also depletes cholesterol out of the brain, right, and so that leaves a person depressed, not a, a strong zest for, for life, so they get prescribed the antidepressant. <clears throat> Cholesterol and chronic heart failure. The largest study has been performed by Professor Greg Fonero, right, and his team at UCLA. After five years, 62% of the patients with cholesterol below 129 milligrams per, uh, per, per liter had died, right? Only half as many of the patients 
with cholesterol above 223 had passed away. So I know when I was going through all this research years ago, because I was classically trained. Some of you guys know, right? I have degrees, a uh, bachelor's degree in exercise science, a master's degree in exercise science. I was classically trained that saturated fat, cholesterol, all this stuff is bad for you. And so it took me like literally three months of looking at this stuff, reading massive amounts of books and materials before I finally said, that's true, right? I had to delete all this old programming. And so the, the illiterate of the 21st century, it's a great quote. So if you're taking notes, a great quote to write down. The illiterate of the 21st century are not those individuals that can't read and write, but instead they're the individuals that can't learn, unlearn, and then relearn, right? Because guess what? Science changes every single day, right? And so we've got to be able to, to progress with that. For example, I could put up videos, and some of you guys have seen them before in some of our other events, of medical doctors actually um, commercials, right, back in the 1940s of the medically, medical doctor approved cigarettes, right? So it's literally medical doctors smoking cigarettes are saying, you know, I approve this right here. And the reason why was they thought stress causes sickness and disease, right? And it's, it's right, they're, they're right, and we'll talk about the different stresses, right? But the, the reality was they, they thought that cigarettes, because, you know, they give you kind of a natural relaxation, they thought that would be healthy, right? Now we know, 1960s, right, they, they, they performed a lot of research, and by the 1960s, um, you know, the Surgeon General came out and said, huge links to, to lung cancer. Now it's common knowledge, right? But back then, everybody did it. In fact, medical doctors recommended it to their, their people, right? There's all kinds of medications, like Vioxx, for example, one of the most prescribed medications. Now we know it's killed over 160,000 people at a minimum, right? At least 160,000 people. This is what happens every day. We have to have the ability to learn, unlearn, and relearn, right? If you want to be healthy, because ultimately, who's responsible for your health? You are, right? Exactly. You're responsible for your health, so you have to have the ability to learn, unlearn, and relearn, right? And thank God I know I'm preaching to the choir because that's why you guys are here. You know, we're some of the most intelligent people, literally, in, in, not only in this community, but in the entire world. You guys know that. Give yourself a round of applause. That's right. The reason why is you guys are being proactive. You're being proactive. You're not sitting at home watching TV or going out to a Braves game or something like that. You're literally taking time to learn about your health and strategies that you can apply to dramatically transform your health, prevent disease in the future, and live at your optimal potential. And that's really what life's about, yet most people right, have a lot of inertia when it comes to really taking proactive steps. So let's go into this high, high cholesterol and longevity. Difficult to explain away the fact that during the period of life in which most cardiovascular disease occurs and from which most people die, um, high cholesterol occurs most often in people with the lowest rate of death. You guys see that? It's unbelievable stuff. Bless you, Marsha. Bless you, yep. How is it possible that high cholesterol is harmful to the artery walls and causes fatal coronary heart disease if those whose cholesterol is the highest live longer than those whose cholesterol is low? Right? To the public and the scientific community, I say wake up, right? This is uh, this, this gentleman right here, right? He actually has written several books. PhD, MD, has over 100 published articles, right? Well-known in, in scientific fields. This is his quote right here in, in one of his books, okay? Look at this, cholesterol and heart disease. Okay, we have no evidence, right, it's January 2008, we have no evidence that taking cholesterol-lowering medication like a statin will prevent them from getting heart disease. In fact, it even says that on these medications, you guys know that, right? Right, it's, it's said to lower cholesterol, but will not prevent, you know, heart disease or cardiovascular-rated incidents, right? This is what it says on these medications. So, we've been lied to. So, raise your, everybody raise your hand, okay, over your head, and say as loud as you can, I've been lied to. 
There we go. There we go. We have to admit it, right? We got to admit it. Okay. Like, for example, who's ever heard that fat makes you fat? Who's ever heard that before? Probably a lot of people, right? So who's ever been on like a low-fat diet? Anybody low-fat diet, right? Probably most of us. Low-fat diet is one of the most dangerous things people did to themselves. Why? Because our brain is mostly fat and cholesterol, right? All of our cell membranes, right? Remember, that's what actually helps. That's what actually sends the messages into um, the, uh, it actually receives the messages and then converts the messages into enzymes and a different transcription factors, right, that affect the DNA. And so fats are one of those, probably the crit most critical out of proteins, fats, and, uh, and sugars, right, or, or starches, fats are probably the most, most important one, okay? And so fat does not make us fat, although I don't recommend eating a gigantic burger like that. Although what if that was a green-fed burger from Beyond Organic, right? Maybe that would be a little bit better in like coconut, coconut uh, um, flour uh, burger, right? Exactly, right? So it could be a little bit better. So saturated fat is essential. According to Mary Enig, right? So this lady is a PhD lipid biochemist, one of the, most, the top research experts when it comes to the biochemistry of fat, right? Fat metabolism, okay? She says, this is why saturated fat is so important, one of the most critical nutrients. She said that most people, right, are actually deficient in quality saturated fats, most people in our society. Plays an essential role in calcium mineralization in the skeletal bone. So if we don't get enough calcium into the bone, what disease do they call that? Osteoporosis, right? Provides a protective layer in the liver that guards it from alcohol and other toxins, such as those found in the NSAID medications, acetaminophen, aspirin, right, all these medications that we talked about. So if we don't have a protective layer in our liver, do we live in a toxic world? Absolutely, that's next week's workshop, right? Absolutely, extraordinarily toxic. Think about how many chemicals, right, have been, are, are being used regularly in our society today compared to 50 years ago and compared to 100 years ago. It is like ridiculous, night and day difference, right? Absolutely, I mean, over 300,000 chemicals have been approved, right, since 1950 that are being used regularly in our society. We're bombarded by this stuff and there's no way our genetic structure can evolve that quickly, right? Can adapt that, that quickly. And so we are a massively toxic culture. So how important is it that we protect our liver? Very important, right? You guys see that? Stimulates the immune system as well as metabolic and fat burning mechanisms. In fact, there's a fat called lauric acid. Everybody say lauric acid. That's right. That's what actually L-A-U-R-I-C, right? So that's actually one of the critical fats that comes out of mother's milk. And who here would agree with me, raise your hand by, by a show of hands, that mother's milk has got to be the most perfect thing in nature for, for human consumption, right? Makes sense, right? Because that's just an innate, natural thing. The baby's first, you know, the baby's meal comes from mother's milk. So it's, mother's milk is loaded naturally with lauric acid, okay, this medium chain triglyceride, that when our body takes it in, converts it into something called monolaurin, and that plays a huge role in enhancing um, white blood cell function. And that's actually one of the critical ways that the baby actually helps, helps build an immune response. Because you guys all know, infants, right, babies, they have a very immature immune system. So every single day they're alive, they're actually building and maturing their immune system. And it's critical, the nutrients that they're getting. Um, also, stabilizes cell membrane, enhances the ability for us to utilize essential fats such as omega-3. Lowers lipoprotein A, right, a key substance in the blood, that indicates proneness to heart disease. That's one of the blood tests that we do in this office for those of you guys that, uh, that got the whole heart panel. Um, we test that, lipoprotein A, um, which is a much better test. This homocysteine and C-reactive protein 
the best tests for looking at inflammation in the heart and the arterioles, right? Those are the best tests, not cholesterol. You know, we look at ratios, triglyceride to HDL ratios, things like that. But the best tests are looking at lipoprotein A, homocysteine, C-reactive protein. Saturated 18-carbon stearic acid and palmitic acid are actually preferred fuels for the heart. So the heart loves to actually fuel itself on saturated fat. Who knew that? Probably nobody in here, right? One of the most critical nutrients for healthy heart function. So the heart actually draws on that in times of stress. So very, very important. So one of the best sources of healthy saturated fats is guess what? Coconut oil. Now, this stuff right here, who uses this? By a show of hands, right? Almost everybody in here. If you don't use this, guess what you get? Coconut oil right away. One of the absolute superfood nutrients that you can put in your system. We're going to raffle off some of these today. Who's excited about that? Let's hear a round of applause. All right, good, good. So anyways, coconut oil is the only oil you want to cook with. Why? Because it can't be denatured under high heat, right? So olive oil, all the other oils can be denatured, right? There's monounsaturated fats, polys, polyunsaturated fats. All those fats can be denatured, whereas this right here can't. This is the best oil to cook with. This is the only oil to cook with. Also, you can put it on your skin, like for me. I mean, I just uh, cover myself in, uh, in coconut oil. This stuff's amazing, right? I was out at the, at the beach, right, when I was in Florida a little bit, right? And uh, this stuff's just amazing. Helps harmonize right after you're in the sun. Helps harmonize, helps the microflora that's on your skin. You guys all know, right, you got massive amounts of bacteria on your skin. You can't see it, but the key is we got to work in harmony with it, right? Should be symbiotic. We should work together. Providing coconut oil actually helps that, that process. The bacteria on your skin will actually help metabolize that coconut oil and produce monolaurin again, right? Which then um, sinks into our skin through our epidermis and gets in there and helps our immune system, right, fight on the surface up here as well, right? So this stuff's amazing. Our skin is our first line of defense. But this coconut oil, absolutely phenomenal superfood. This is what we want to utilize. Now, years ago, um, I was teaching a Body by God program at the YMCA. I think, Margaret, you were probably at that, right? And this is probably like four years ago, five years ago. And uh, anyways, um, we had a, a guy, he, uh, he had had a heart failure, congestive heart failure. And we told him, switch your oil, right? Because guess what he was using? Margarine, right? Um, which has what? Bad trans fats in it. We told him, switch it to coconut oil, okay? So he was all excited. Okay, great. You know, we'll use the coconut oil. And went back, told his cardiologist about it. What do you think his cardiologist's eyes look like? They were like flipping out. He was like, oh, oh my gosh, right? He almost stroked out right there. He was like, that's saturated fat, right? Because guess how many, how many nutrition classes his cardiologist took? Um, maybe one, right? Probably zero. And guess how many good progressive books he's read on nutrition? Probably zero, right? And so he gets all of his research on nutrition and everything from guess who? Drug companies, right? They provide him all everything he needs, right? So, um, so he knows nothing about this stuff, right? And so thank God we got these guys for heart surgeries when we need them. But the reality is they don't know anything about nutrition. So anyways, he told him he flipped out. And he was like, no, that's going to kill you. He said, you need to use margarine. Come on, guys, right? I think every one of you guys in here would, would, would know better than that, right? So absolutely ridiculous. So anyways, just trust me. Coconut oil, um, if, you, if you need to know more about it, just Google, put in Google, Jockers, J-O-C-K-E-R-S, coconut. There's like um, six articles that are, are professionally published that I've written, right? That's why they call me Dr. Coconut, right? So I'm known for uh, particularly my coconut articles, 
And, uh, and so you'll find all the evidence and, uh, and everything you need to know about coconut. So anyways, Time Magazine, right? They came out, okay? And uh, they said the secret killer, right, is not cholesterol, right? It's not um, blood pressure, but it's inflammation because that's what we got to get to the underlying root, right? Because when you go into the doctor's office, typical medical doctor, are they focusing on the underlying cause of disease or, or symptoms? Symptoms, right? You have blood pressure, what do they give you? A drug, right? And if that drug doesn't work, then what do they do? They give you another one, right? And so you see this, and how long do you have to take that? For the rest of your life, right? And let's say, let's say I had high blood pressure. Let's say it was Mary. Let's say she had high blood pressure, right? She was taking the blood pressure pills. They were working perfectly, lowering her blood pressure. She was taking them every day for 20 years. What would still be her diagnosis? High blood pressure. So you guys see that? So what happened? Did that drug actually heal her body or just manage her disease? So who here wants to spend the rest of their life managing diseases? Nobody. That's why you guys are here, right? And so we want to get exceptionally healthy, incredibly healthy, get off all the medications, live with incredible quality of life. Amen? That's right. Good. So that's why we got to go to the cause, which is inflammation. So everybody say, we got to get to the inflammation. That's right. Good. Good job, guys. Right? So, all right. When we look at inflammation, what it does to our heart, you see this is a normal artery, normal blood flow we start to get inflammation, it starts causing scar tissue and placking, right? <clears throat> that scar tissue and placking starts blocking up these arteries, right? So who's heard of free radicals before? Free radicals, a lot of you guys have, right? So free radicals, when they're not in kept, kept in check by antioxidants, they start damaging all these, cell all these uh, endothelial wall, right? <clears throat> and they cause plaque buildup. Cholesterol comes out because this is a superhero. So cholesterol helps, basically it's like glue, right? It wants to keep the... Uh, you know, the endothelial wall pr protected, right? So it comes in to, to, to protect, right? But what ends up happening, we have so much free radical damage, it ends up getting oxidized as well. And so what ends up happening over time is you get massively restricted arteries, aneurysms, right? Different issues like that. <clears throat> so what happens is when we're not getting the placking, right? And the blockage, when we're under massive stress, arterial stress, <clears throat> you kind of have a choice. Your body can either protect itself, right, and create the scar tissue, or you get a very, very weak endothelial wall, and that's called an aneurysm, right? Who's ever heard of aneurysm before, right? So that's when the cholesterol and all of that stuff is not really doing its job. Your body's not actually healing the endothelial wall, right? And so it gets very, very weak, and then you get this kind of bloating and this aneurysm. So that's what ends up happening there. So everybody stand up real quick, because I know uh, we're about halfway through here, and uh, you guys have been sitting way too long, right? So we're going to go into Maximize Living. We're going to get some oxygen in here. So everybody, uh, bring your hands up over your head. Kind of come back a little bit. Take a deep breath. And exhale it all out. All right, a little burst training for those of you guys that want to play with us. All right, 20 seconds. We're going to sprint as fast as we can, okay? Ready? 20 seconds. And ready and go. There we go. Good. 10 seconds, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and 0, awesome, turn to somebody, give them a high five, awesome, tell them thanks for playing today, there we go, all right, Ted, there we go, brother, good job, good, good, hopefully that woke us some people up back there, there we go, I saw John nodding out, so had to get everybody up, okay, good. So, Maximize Living Lifestyle, what you guys just did was a little burst training. Who's been to our Max T3 classes? We have every Monday, Wednesday, Friday in here, Saturday morning.
customized. Everybody of any fitness level can do it, right, Gretchen? Right? She comes out, right? She's, she's cranking away, even with her walker, right? Cranking away at uh, all, her, all the exercises. So really good stuff. So, right, Virginia? Virginia gets involved, too. How old are you, Virginia? 85. 85. She's rocking max T3 workouts. Awesome. There we go. Round of applause for that. All right. So, anyways, when I see her going at it, I'm like, man, I got to step up my game, right? She's going at it the way she is. So, anyways, maximize living. The reason why we get results like we do, the reason why we work with the Olympic teams now, the reason why we have hospitals in Zimbabwe, Africa, is because what we do works, right? But it's based on five essentials, where most people that, that try natural alternatives, they try nutrition, exercise, things like that, the reason why they go wrong is they pick and choose, right? It's kind of like um, an all-you-can-eat buffet or something like that. They're like, well, you know what? I really like the chicken wings, so I'm just going gonna, gonna to feast off of those, right, without getting like a balanced meal. So they say, well, I'm just going to change my nutrition, right? And guess what? That's great. That's better than doing nothing. But that doesn't put the whole puzzle together. So what happens is and I've talked to so many people in the community, and they're like, you know what? I try to do it naturally. I try to lower my blood pressure naturally, okay, and it didn't work. And I said, well, what would you do? Well, I ate better. Well, what would you eat? Well, I tried to eat more vegetables, right, things like that. So they're like, you know, they tried to do something, right, one portion of the puzzle, but they didn't apply everything. And so the key with getting maximal results, the reason why we've been able to get so many people off these medications is because they, they apply all five essentials. And this works together. It's a, it's a, a, a system that synchronizes with itself. So we maximize your mindset because who here has ever been under stress before, emotional stress, right? Um, does your blood pressure go up? Yes, right? right. We maximize your nerve system. We'll talk more about that. Maximize our nutrients we put in our body. Maximize our movement patterns, right? And then, of course, we minimize our toxins. So let's go into this. So the reason why when we're going to the underlying cause, right, we know inflammation is the cause, but when we're trying to address inflammation, we got to understand our roots, right? That we're literally 75 trillion cells. That's what we are. We're an energetic being, right? So we stand here, we sit here. Ted is physical matter, right? But he's really energy. You guys know that? You realize that, right? He's really energy, right? Flowing through him at all times. Electrical currents going through his system at all times. My eyes, though, can't perceive that, right? They see something slower, so now he's a physical body, right? But we're really energetic, and we literally make, you know, a new, entirely new body, um, every year, right? And so uh, this is what's happening in our body at all times. So the cause of all disease is toxicity and deficiency. So you're either toxic in, in things you don't need, right? Or you're deficient in things that your body absolutely does need. And so let's, let's go into this. So toxicity and deficiency, what, what happens? When, when we're toxic or we're deficient, our physiology adapts into a stress response. And the more severe the toxicity is, right? Or the deficiency, the more severe that is, the more stress is placed on our body, okay? And that can come from three forms. Um, mental, emotional, right? And we've all been there before, right? So mental, by the way, I was uh, a little bit stressed yesterday because, you know, I got back in town from this seminar and uh, I had this, this whole workshop on a PowerPoint on a zip drive and I couldn't find a zip drive. I was like, oh, I got a big workshop tomorrow. I probably put hours of research into this thing and I can't find the zip drive. And I'm like looking everywhere. I'm like, what am I going to do, right? Fortunately, thank God, right, I had, had a backup saved on a, on a computer. It wasn't as, as customized as I had made it, right? But I had a backup saved, and then Dr. Shannon found my zip drive today. So big relief, but I was a little bit stressed. I was, I'm not somebody that gets stressed easily, but I, 
But when it comes to uh, you know my workshops, guys, this is like uh, this is like the Super Bowl to me, right? Doing workshops. You know, I'm going to be teaching. I'm going to be teaching a uh, workshop for the Olympic doctors. Actually, I'm writing the sports performance manual for Maximize Living, and so in September, you know, and, uh, and me and a couple of other doctors. Some of you guys know Dr. Roberto. We're working on this thing. You know, when we do workshops, whether it's for you guys, whether it's makeovers, whether it's uh, you know for doctors, right? To me, that's like the Super Bowl. I'm I'm going all in. I'm putting all my energy. Right. And uh, to me, it's like, you know what? This is a life saving event. I'm going to give it everything I got. So if I didn't have my PowerPoint, it's like, man, right. That really stinks. Right. So I was a little bit stressed. But anyways, when we're stressed mentally, emotionally, chemically, right, because, uh, you know, that's when we eat bad food, drink bad water, right, breathe bad air, right, things like that. We have toxins around our body. OK, that causes a stress response. And then when we're physically stressed. Right. So, for example, you know, I was sitting in a car for who knows how long. Right. That's physical stress, okay? Um, you know, bad posture over time, right? All these things cause damage, interference to the spine, the nerve system, right? And that causes physical stress. And so all of these things, right, when we have this stress response, it should be for a short period of time, okay? Naturally, for survival, it was for a short period of time, right? You're in war, right? Or, uh, you know, you're, you're um, running away from uh, something that's gonna eat you, right? Or something like that, right? A lion or something, right? So naturally, you know, human beings kind of just adapted this stress response. And it's the same stress response that we elicit when we do things like max T3. When we work out hard, our body goes into a stress response. But if it should be a, for a short period of time, then our body's able to adapt while it's resting, it's able to adapt effectively. Now, the problem is when we're chronically toxic and deficient, we never get a chance to relax, heal, and repair. We're chronically in this stress response, burns out our adrenal glands, right? Um, causes massive cortisol release, causes adrenal burnout and failure, and then we get big time problems. And so stressful effects, you know, major hormone. So when we're under chronic stress, this is good for a short time, releasing cortisol. For example, cortisol naturally peaks in the morning, right? So like in the morning, we should naturally have energy. We wake up in the morning, right? Once you get out of bed, right? I know the, the hardest thing is actually pulling yourself out of bed, right? <laughs> But once you get out of there, you should naturally have energy. You shouldn't need to rush for the coffee, right? Some people, like, they, you know, they have to have coffee before they leave. That shouldn't be the case, right? When we have normal hormones, hormone uh, fluctuations, right, and we have normal hormone balance, cortisol should elevate, and we should naturally have energy, right? So it's like, for me, I woke up this morning, and I didn't want to get out of bed. But once I got out of bed, I was like, man, I feel good, right? I had energy, right? And so that's because my cortisol elevates, increases blood sugar, um, decreases fat burning. This is this is okay, right? Right away, first thing in the morning, right? For a little bit, okay. However, it's when cortisol is elevated long term, right? For a chronic period of time in our body, this is the end result of what happens. Okay, increases blood sugar, which causes insulin release, decreases fat burning. We'll talk about why this all works, right? But creates cholesterol because we talked about that plays a big role in our brain. It's a natural antidepressant, creates an acidic environment in our bloodstream because it causes our body to use anaerobic metabolism, right? So anaerobic metabolism without oxygen, right? Creates byproducts like lactic acid, right? All the, all, you know, a lot of different acids. So it creates a more acidic environment. Suppresses the digestive system because when you're under stress, right? Your body says, this is not a time. This is survival. This is not a time to uh, focus on digestion. That's not important. Survival is more important. So it suppresses the digestive system. can cause more digestive problems. We talked about that. Who's at a digestive workshop? Raise your hand. Some of you guys were. We talked a lot about that. Damages every organ in your body, including the nervous system. So 
Elevated insulin. This is one of the problems, right? And this is a big problem in our society, right? Bless you. And this is a, a trigger for inflammation. Who's heard of insulin before, right? So a lot of you guys have diabetics, you know, they inject it or whatever, take medications for it, right? Elevated insulin are highly um, associated and even causative of a lot of different major disorders. Insulin is like the key on the door, right? It helps open up the door to the cell to allow molecules, right, sugar molecules, to get in there. So it helps clear our bloodstream. And this is absolutely essential for survival because, um, you know what, how many teaspoons of sugar should be circulating in our bloodstream at one time? Who knows? One teaspoon, that's right. So when we go and we eat a donut, right, or something like that, right, so uh, a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios, right, you know, that's like literally like um, 15 teaspoons of sugar right in there. You guys realize that? Right? So it's like if we didn't clear the bloodstream, our body would go into massive shock. You know, that's massively dangerous. In fact, diabetics that can't clear their bloodstream, they lose vision, right, because it, it destroys the optic nerve. They can't, you know, it destroys the nerves in their feet. Right, so they can't feel from their fingers, their feet. They get diabetic neuropathy, all kinds of problems. So insulin comes out, and its job is to get that blood sugar into the cells. So first, first places it opens up are the muscle cells and the liver cells, and creates stored glycogen. That's good, okay. But then it goes into the fat cells and starts opening up the fat cells. And as long as insulin is elevated, your body can't burn fat, and insulin is also pro-inflammatory, so it causes inflammation in our body, and so. What happens when we look at the typical American, and I was like this growing up, okay, for, we wake up in the morning, and for breakfast, right, we um, usually have like, like my parents, right, we had a, a bowl of Cheerios, okay, with a, a banana cut up, um, skim milk, and uh, orange juice. What do all those things have in common? Sugar. sugar. They all metabolize into sugar. So my blood sugar goes absolutely through the roof, right, and so what happens then? My body's going into scramble mode to get the sugar out of the cells. So then by, you know, if I have breakfast at eight, by like 10, 10.30, and you know, average Americans like this too, right? Um, they are famished, right? They're hungry, they're thirsty, right? Their uh, you know, brain chemistry is not firing real well. So they wanna take a little break. They go to the uh, little coffee stand, they get themselves a coffee. And of course, you know, most places these days, they have what? Croissants, pastries, right? So they get their donuts, okay? They eat their donut, another, you know, 10, 15 servings, of, uh, teaspoons of sugar in there. So they have that. Again, insulin going through the roof, right? Then they go and they have lunch, which is what? Um, like a, a cheeseburger, or maybe if they're a little healthier, they go to Subway and they get uh, you know, a sub sandwich, right? So they get, um, they get grains, right? Which again, especially refined grains, metabolize in, again to sugars, right? So you go through this whole spike, then in the afternoon, and then at night they have pasta, right? Um, and so it's just massive blood sugar spikes, massive insulin elevations, right? And that causes inflammation in our body. So it causes a lot of problems. And so if you want more information about this topic right here, we have a workshop called 21st Century Weight Loss that's on, uh, on the podcast. You can listen to that. It's all about the science of insulin and leptin, right? Leptin is the fat burning, right? The satiety fat burning hormone. And insulin is the fat storing hormone. Because as long as insulin's elevated, your body can't burn what? Fat, that's right. And it promotes inflammation which causes the scarring on the arteries, causes atherosclerosis, causes blood pressure problems. What's so, twenty-first century weight loss. Yep. All right. So stress response and tissue remodeling. So when we have stress, it actually affects the entire genetic expression. So it affects the cell, affects genetic expression, and then what happens? We start replicating cardiovascular remodeling, right? So it causes hypertrophy, fibrosis, 
right, atherosclerosis, angiogenesis. So the, the biggest issue is right up here, right here, the stress. It's not your genetics, right? It's not the gene's fault. The gene's actually responding appropriately. It's doing the best it can to give you the best chance at short-term survival. The problem is this, chemical, physical, and mental, emotional stress, that's what, that's uncontrolled, that's what ends up causing major problems in our body. So, you wanna see, this is a cardiovascular remodeling right here. This is, this is a hypertrophy, heart hypertrophy. Scar tissue all built up right in there, right? So it causes increased pressure. You can see what happens, the fibrosis here in the arteries. So that's all the effects of that. So here, what are our solutions, right? How do we balance insulin, right? How do we keep insulin down and reduce inflammation in our body? So we have five essentials. How many essentials? Five. five, that's right. So all of those play a role. I'm gonna go into a little bit more detail today with three of them, right? So most of you guys know we gotta manage our emotions, right? So that's a key aspect. And uh, you know we, we talk about that in other workshops. Today, uh, we don't have time. So obviously, maximize fitness, right? So we gotta work out regularly, right? So we gotta exercise our bodies. Our bodies were made to move, right? And so um, 100 years ago, there's no way you could have sat at home, right, and, uh, and survived. There's no way you could have just sat at home, not worked the fields or worked for, you know, worked your body for a living, right, in order to, uh, to have food in order to survive. You couldn't do it, right? For, for most of human, uh, for most of the history of mankind, you couldn't do it. So why, what makes us think now we could just sit at home, right, with a channel selector in our hand, and the biggest move we make is going out to get our mail, right? It's like, what makes us think that we can do that and actually survive effectively? We can't. We need to move. Fortunately, right, the 80s, in the 80s, it was this big fitness revolution, right? And it was all about, um, you know, going to the gym, jumping around in spandex for like an hour and a half in the gym, right? <laughs> Fortunately, we don't need to do that anymore, right? We don't need these Richard Simmons programs. Now, you can get in great shape in minutes a day, right? Because who here is busy? Raise your hand if you're busy. Okay, a lot of you guys are busy. Right, so I'm busy too. That's why, guys, my workouts, I mean, I, I can't be working out for more than like 15 or 20 minutes, right? I don't have time to do it anymore. And guess what, I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm actually better shape now, right? Working out 15 minutes, you know, 20 minutes max, right? Than I was, you know, back when I was working out an hour a day, right? And so who thinks that they can spare 15 minutes at least three or four times a week, right? Hour a week. Guess what, you can get the best shape of your life. You give an hour of week, an hour a week, commitment to exercise and split it up over three or four days, you can get the best shape of your life, right? So that's a great thing. Um, if you're not aware, we do have the Max T3 videos, right? DVDs that you can get. Um, phenomenal program. And also every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, we have a Max T3 class in here that anybody's welcome to come out to. Um, it's free and uh, you get personalized training with it too, right? It's fun, isn't it? Lots of camaraderie. That's right. Um, no. <laughs> In fact, we actually have a rule. We have a rule. If you come in spandex, right, we will kick you out, right? So no, no spandex, right? So, all right. Come in some good athletic gear. All right. Basic rules to live by, okay? So this is when we go into our nutrition essential. This is what we want to do. Number one, we reduce our sugar and grain intake, eat good fats, eliminate bad fats, and change the meat that we eat. So let's look at this. Reduce and eliminate sugar. Sugar is one of the most toxic things we can be putting in our body on a regular basis, right? Particularly refined sugars more than anything, but any kind of sugar upsets mineral relationships in our body. Most people are trace mineral deficient, right? One of the reasons is they have some level of insulin resistance. It's estimated that over 80% of our society 
American society has insulin resistance, early stage of insulin resistance, right? So I know for me, I would absolutely, if I was, if I was eating like I was, uh, I mean, I, when I was 21, I had insulin resistance, even though I was thin, right? And I was a personal trainer. The way I was eating, I definitely had it, okay? And so, and I would, I would definitely get it again. And so um, sugar also feeds cancer cells. So if you want to develop cancer, if you want to cause genetic mutations in your body, you just eat a whole lot of what? Sugar, right? And, uh, and that's cancer, right, grows in an environment, anaerobic environment. It, it, it hates oxygen and it hates um, an alkaline environment, right? So it depends on glycolysis, anaerobic metabolism, right? Same thing with fungus, viruses, right? Sugar is also responsible for the triad, right? And this is where we get problems. High triglycerides, right? High LDL and low HDL, right? When the ratios are out of control, that's when we cause, you know, obviously heart disease problems. And anybody that has that, that triad, high triglycerides, um, high LDL, low HDL, they're going to have high C-reactive protein, homocysteine, and uh, LPA, right? So that's why we check those as well. So we look at all that stuff. So we definitely got to reduce and eliminate the sugar. In fact, here's a study done, right? 56 healthy volunteers. First group ate cornflake cereal. Who's ever eaten cornflakes? Probably most people. My parents, we thought it was healthy, right? Because, like, you turn on the TV and all the commercials you see are for what? Tricks, Lucky Charms, Cookie Crisp, Fruit Loops, right? I mean, you know that stuff's like... Is there anything natural in there, right? Is there like one natural ingredient in there? No, right? Um, so you're like cornflakes. Well, we naturally assume corn's got to be good for us, right? Although if you guys were at our movie night, we know it's uh, definitely genetically modified, right? Cornflakes. But anyways, second group eight consumed pure sugar. Third group eight bran flakes, right? So who thought bran flakes were healthy? How do you guys do, right? I I always grew up. We thought bran flakes. I was like that's Bran flakes, grape nuts, right? Those are like the healthy cereals, right? I, toast? Total. Total is like bran flakes. So you put that in this in this group right here, bran flakes. Okay, if you get the sugary, if you get the sugary total, then it would be more like the corn flakes, okay? It would be more like kind of a combination of all these right here, okay? Um, the last group, they took water, right, as a placebo, okay? So over the course of four weeks, brachial reactive testing, so basically um, they basically kind of check their blood pressure in a sense, right? Um, test of clinical and research technique was uses a blood pressure type cuff, right, and actually sees how the arterials expand, how they respond to uh, to the to the food, right. And so basically, this is what they found. They said um, before any of the study participants ate, the functional arteries was essentially the same. After eating, however, all except the placebo group, the water group, had reduced arterial functioning, especially the research subjects who ate cornflakes and sugar. Right? In fact, the testing documented that during the consumption of these foods high in sugar, there was a temporary and sudden dysfunction in the endothelium, which is that outer layer, right? Um, the thin layer of cells that line the inside of the arteries and reduce turbulence as blood flows throughout the entire circulatory system. So what happens, right? Again, we get placking like this, right? We get one of two things. We either are gonna develop, um, you know, if an area, if it's not placking effectively, right? We're gonna end up developing what? Aneurysm, exactly. And if it is, we're going to end up developing plaque, right? So plaque built up right there. So this is what happens. So that's because high insulin, right? So that high insulin, right, obviously is going to cause problems in our body, cause inflammation in our system. So arterial expansion is a critical finding, right? Because when repeated over time, a sudden expansion of artery walls can cause a host of negative effects on health, including damage to endothelial cells, right? This reduces 
elasticity in arteries, right? So, and then again, it causes scar tissue to build up, which causes arterio, right? So you heard of atherosclerosis, arteriosclerosis. So arteries are, are basically like scar tissue, so they're not able to expand effectively, right? Um, according to Dr. Schechter, who was the guy that was, uh, was uh, lead author, endothelium dysfunction can be traced back to almost every disorder and disease in the body, according to him, right? It causes restriction, right? It causes a lack of oxygen to cross over effectively through the endothelium or restricts oxygen getting into organ systems. And again, low oxygen environments are acidic environments and what chronic disease, right, builds off of acidic environments? Cancer, you guys see that, right? We knew high glycemic foods were bad for the heart. Now we have a mechanism that shows how. Foods like cornflakes, um, white bread, french fries, and sweetened soda all put undue stress on our arteries. So this is um, June 2009, American Journal of American, Journal of American College of Cardiology. So really good stuff. So no sugar, right? So what, what's our best sweetener to use instead? Stevia. That's right, stevia. Not Splenda, right? We talked about that in the uh, digestive workshop. Destroys our digestive system. We want to use stevia. It's a natural leaf. You can grow stevia in your backyard. If you wanted to, you can, you can get a stevia plant and grow it, right? And you can take a little piece off it. It's sweet, okay? So stevia is natural, right? It's a natural process. And so I, I prefer the liquid dropper, right? That's the best way to go, okay? And if you don't like the aftertaste, get over it, right? <laughs> no, use the uh, liquid dropper. Use the liquid dropper. That has, a, has less of an aftertaste. The powder, I don't, re I don't, I don't recommend, right? It's better to use a dropper. Next switch we got to make is we got to go away from the fats that kill, like high omega-6 fats, right? So all these vegetable fats, soybean oil, safflower, corn oil, cottonseed, peanut, um, safflower, canola, by the way, all genetically what? Modified. Modified, genetically engineered, right? And so those, some of you guys are at the movie night. You learned about how they genetically modify, right? They're literally, there's literally bacterial strains, right, that, um, that they inject in, right? Bacteria and viruses because that's the only thing that can get into the cell that will actually cause the mutation, that can actually bring in the hybridized gene. So then they put it into the food, right? So, um, so you're basically taking in you know, viruses and bacteria that's you know, just um, inside the cells of the food, right? It's, nobody knows what long-lasting damage those things can, can, uh, can accrue. So anyways, hydrogenated, partially hydrogenated fats, of course, we gotta get those things out, fried foods, this omega-6 to 3 ratio imbalance, very, very common in our society and massively hazardous, right? It causes massive inflammation at the cell membrane layer. We want to make sure this is balanced. Ideal balance really should be about 2 to 1, okay? So they're, they're saying 4 to 1. Now new research is really looking at 2 to 1, okay? Um, they're really saying it's about 2 to 1. And by the way, the Beyond, beyond Organic, uh, 6 to 3, omega-6 to 3, 2 to 1 ratio, okay? So you should have a little bit more omega-6 to 3 um, in there. And so the Beyond Organic green-fed meat, Jordan Rubin, he was saying this weekend that um, they did all kinds of testing on it. He's had this farm for 14 months. And they've done all kinds of testing. They found that the ratio of the green-fed meat, so when you're eating those steaks, right, average uh, um, grain-fed steak, if you were to test a grain-fed steak, it's usually about 25 to 30 to 1 ratio because they're feeding the animals corn and soy, right, um, just, uh, you know, just foods high in omega-6, so very inflammatory. But he said the green-fed meat, it's ranging anywhere between, he said something like uh, 1.2, right, and 2.4, something like that, right? So it's, uh, you know, very, very, it's about a 2 to 1 ratio, right? And he says 
looking at it, if an animal, because those animals, all they eat are greens, right? So all different types of grass, different plants, but it's all 100% green fed. There's no, no grains, no hay, nothing like that that they're eating, all greens. And he said, this is, you know, in the Bible, you know, this is biblically based, kingdom-based uh, pasture, right? Kingdom-based um, livestock. And so he says that right there sh should be the ideal ratio, right? Right there, what those animals are eating. And so that's what we know now. So fats that heal, good fats, right? So here they are, avocados, coconut, hemp and flax, olive oil, fish oil, nuts and seeds. What's the only oil we cook with? Coconut, that's right. But obviously we incorporate all of these different things. We eat avocados. Who ate avocados over the last week? Give yourself a round of applause if you ate avocado, good. Phenomenal superfood food for you, right? Coconut, the hemp, the flax, chia seeds, olive oil, of course, fish oil, great supplement. Nuts and seeds, what are the best nuts? Walnuts, Brazil nuts, almonds, pecans, most antioxidant rich nut, macadamia nuts, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, right? All this stuff, phenomenally good for us. Great proteins, right? So great proteins. So what we know is that what's considered like the gold standard, probably the most nutrient dense food you can put in your body, is true wild caught, pure, right? Non-toxic, um, completely pure, wild caught um, Alaskan uh, salmon, right? Is one of the absolute superfoods. Why? Because it's got astaxanthin, one of the most critical antioxidants right there that gives it a pink color. They, and then of course, EPA, DHA, all the critical omega-3 fatty acids, right? It's got vitamin D in it, it's got vitamin A, right? All kinds of critical nutrients, absolutely phenomenal. It's hard to get, right? It's hard to get now um, to get really purified and cleaned. Um, and so I, I recommend maybe eating it like once a week if you're gonna eat you know, your wild Alaskan salmon. No more than twice a week. And what we do is we throw cilantro in there, right? Because you know what? There might be mercury, aluminum, things like that. You know, we've had a lot of oil spills. We've also had um, you know, fossil fuels, right? Which work their way down the jet stream into the water system. A lot of fish is toxic with heavy metals. So we put cilantro in there, natural heavy metal chelator to help pull those things out. Okay, green shakes, things like that are also good to utilize to help detox. Organic free range eggs, right? So who's eating organic eggs on a regular basis? One of the best things for you, right? Powerful for your brain, powerful anti-inflammatory nutrients. The best things for your heart are eggs, right? So people will tell me, but I thought they had a lot of cholesterol, right? <laughs> Guess what? The cholesterol that you eat has no bearing on the cholesterol that your body produces, number one, right? Um, number two is, right, people with high cholesterol live longer than people with low cholesterol, right? And then, you know, number three is the, the, that it actually provides a mega dose. In fact, cholesterol, one of the jobs of LDL is to bring vitamin E, right, um, and vitamin A, fat-soluble vitamins, out to the cells, right? So it actually carries them. So that's one of the reasons why people with low cholesterol die younger because they're not able to get the fat-soluble antioxidants to the cells, right? So really, really key. So we're bringing in eggs, things like that, one of the best fuels for our body, okay? So free-range meats, um, critical. In fact, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, we'll be talking more about beyond organic, but uh, you know, the new term will be green-fed meats, right? Green-fed. And so grass-fed beef, like I said, it'll turn into green-fed beef. But if you're gonna buy anything organic, always start with animal products because this is the third essential with nutrition is we gotta change the meat that we eat because it takes approximately five to eight pounds of chemically sprayed grain to produce one pound of beef, right? So think about that. If we eat um, a steak from a feedlot cow, 
right? That's just eating massive amounts of genetically modified pesticide, herbicide-ridden um, grains, right? I mean, they are just a toxic vessel right there. It's extremely toxic. And then we go ahead and we slaughter it and we eat their byproducts, whether it's milk, right, or, um, or we eat the meat. Guess what's going to happen to us? Toxic, right? Massively toxic. Omega-6 fats, um, pesticides, all kinds of fat-soluble. And Jordan Rubin was actually saying this this weekend, and I agree with him. He said the most dangerous toxin you can put in your body is a fat-soluble toxin, right? And what happens is when we're putting in the animal, the, the grain-fed animal meat, right, that is a um, pesticide. You know, those pesticides are fat-soluble that they have in there, okay? And so you've got fat-soluble toxins right in there. He said we have no idea how, how dangerous these meats are, right, for, for human consumption. So very, very dangerous. Um, on average, one glass of inorganic store-bought milk contains the residues of about 100 different antibiotics. So my mom, she kind of took pride in not going to the medical doctor, not getting antibiotics, things like that. I hear a lot of people tell me, yeah, I hate getting drugs. I, I, I almost never, I never get antibiotics, right? But guess what? When we're eating these foods, we're getting mega doses of antibiotics every single day, destroying our bacterial microflora, right? That helps actually produce our immune system. So we're getting mega doses of this stuff. So let's look at grass-fed beef. So when they, when they feed the animals different things, you can see this right here. This is the blue is the omega-6, right? Green is omega-3. So when they feed the, the animals corn, you can see the omega-6 to 3 ratio, right? So like, for example, corn itself, okay, is uh, almost like a, you know, like a 25 to 1 ratio there, okay, omega-6 to omega-3. Same thing with um, soybean, right, roasted soybeans. Uh, but then you look at alfalfa, Right, and you look at pasture, and you can see it's kind of the reverse, right? Two and a half, it's a one to two and a half ratio, right? So a lot more omega threes in green foods than there are omega sixes, right? Same thing with the alfalfa. So, right, this is kind of where the animals, when we, you know, if we're going to eat cow, they should be grazing on grass like this. Then they become very, very powerfully healthy um, food for us. And so you are what you eat. Right? So we know we are what we eat. Who's ever heard that term before? Right? But we got to go a little bit further than that because it's not, it's not that we are what we eat. It's we are what, what we are eating ate. Right? You guys with me on that? Right? <laughs> what they ate. That's then what we become. Okay? So you can see grain-fed cattle. Look at that omega-6 to 3 ratio. Right? So this is what we're talking about right here, like a 25 to 1 ratio. Right? Grass-fed cattle, a lot different. It's like a 2 to 1 ratio. You see that? That's a two to one, right? Antelope, right? So free, so antelope, you know, they're running through the woods, you know, they're eating, you know, all different types of stuff. Right? It's like a four to one ratio right there, right? That's a good ratio. Deer, you know, two and a half, three to one ratio. Elk, right? Another four to one ratio. So this is wild game, wild game, phenomenally good for us, right? Because they're eating the way God intended for them, right? They're eating by design, natural design, okay? They're not on a feedlot, and that's huge. And so how do we restore health and healing? right, to the cells, well, we have a program called the Healing Diet, okay? So there's two plans, the core plan and the advanced plan, okay? And so if you, here's how you know if you need the advanced plan. If you have any of these risk factors, the high triglycerides, high blood pressure, um, high blood sugar, insulin, leptin, um, if you're neurotoxic, right, and that's a, a totally different subject, but uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that next week when we'll talk more about our workshop. Um, certain genetics do better on this diet. Um, or if you just want to lose a significant amount of weight, okay? 
So if you're any of those people, right? If that's if you're any of those people, then you want to do the advanced plan. That's going to get you the fastest results and really help your body heal. It's why it's, it was actually before we called it the advanced plan. It was actually the healing diet because it helped heal us at the cellular level, and that's a huge aspect of it. By quieting down insulin, we quiet down inflammation. We allow our cell receptors to upregulate. We provide megadose of good fats, so all the cell membranes are functioning well. They're sending the right messages to the DNA, right? We're getting megadoses of antioxidants in there, protect against free radical damage, and so it affects us on, on many different levels. So that's when we know we need this. So if you do have blood pressure problems, right, if you are on blood pressure medications, this is definitely the plan that's going to get you the fastest results right here. And so healing diet, this is what it looks like. Okay, this is how we turn our body from a sugar burner, sugar craver, to a lean, mean, fat-burning machine. And who wants to be a lean, mean, fat-burning machine? Awesome. So turn to the person next to you and say, you're a lean, mean, fat-burning machine. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Good, good. Fun, right? There we go. So this is how we do it. Number one, we eliminate grains, okay? And in fact, uh, at the um, event that I was at, um, they were talking about, there's actually a website. I haven't gone to it yet, but I think it's like nutrient-data.com. They were, they were showing the inflammatory index on different foods. And so when you go through our Nutritional Essentials book, okay, you'll see that we have the core plan and the advanced plan. On the core plan, ancient grains are, are great, right? So like ancient grains, the best grains are brown rice, quinoa, right? So they are the gluten-free grains, quinoa, brown rice, okay, uh, millet, things like that. But when you look at the inflammatory index on these things, they are highly inflammatory. And we'll talk more about that in different workshops, right? But they're really highly inflammatory. So we want to really reduce the amount that we eat. And how do we make something like brown rice less inflammatory? So if you were going to have brown rice, number one, you can put apple cider vinegar on it, which provides good bacteria, enzymes, right? Provides a megadose of enzymes. You metabolize it faster. You get less of a blood sugar spike. Actually makes it taste better. Who's ever tried this before? Put apple cider vinegar. Yeah, it tastes better. Load it up with turmeric, right? So your brown rice or your quinoa should be like orange, right? Because turmeric has curcuminoids, which are some of the most powerful natural um, antioxidants and cancer-providing, uh, cancer-fighting nutrients. So really, really powerful nutrients. So you load it up with turmeric in there. Um, you have, you know, obviously lots of greens, right? A good uh, baby green salad, things like that. And that's how you kind of prevent the inflammation from happening, okay? Or, or limit it as much as possible. But if we're really trying to heal quickly, we got to come off all those grains because, again, they are inflammatory foods. So eliminate grains, minimize fruit because when we metabolize fruit, what does it turn into? Sugar. That's right. So we got to keep sugar. We got to keep our fruit to a minimum as well. Even though we know God created fruit, it's not a bad food. But when we've damaged ourselves for so long, right? Um, we've got to take certain certain extent. <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> and certain extremes in order to get back to where we should be. <clears throat> and really our ancient ancestors, they, they weren't sitting down to like, you know, massive um, bowls of fruit anyways, right? They were eating occasional fruit as they were moving. Okay, four to six small meals, right? So we're, you know, we're eating small meals. We're kind of grazing throughout the day. Okay, loading up on high fiber vegetables, loading up on good fat sources like we talked about, um, utilizing good salts, and then hydrating, hydrating, hydrating. So what kind of salts? Good salts. And what are the good salts? Real salt. Pink salts, right? So not just sea salts, but pink salts. That's going to be like 
Himalayan sea salt, right? Redmond's real salt. So those are pink salts. They got the pink to them, and that means that they really haven't been processed and refined. And that's uh, the way that we want to do it. So water, of course, we talked about hydrating. Water, absolutely essential, most primary nutrient next to oxygen. 98% of Americans are regularly dehydrated, and we all are at some points during the day. Like probably right now, I'm a little bit dehydrated because I'm sitting up here talking and uh, yelling at you guys, right? So <laughs> minimum 50% of body weight in ounces, minimum, right? And this time of year, right? So we got to drink more this time of year because it's really hot out, right? So we just got to make sure we're drinking more. And so dehydration, one of my um, favorite guys, Dr. Batman, I don't know how to say the rest of his name, right? Um, but anyways, right? He wrote several books on water, including You're Not Sick, You're Thirsty, right? Which is one of his books, Iranian doctor, um, and his research. So basically, when we're dehydrated, our body goes into adaptive physiological state. It's a stress on our system, okay? And so what happens? We end up producing histamine, right? And who's heard of histamine before, right? So histamine gets elevated, okay? And histamine is our, basically, it's our uh, dehydration. It's basically our resource management, drought and resource management. It shunts water to the most important areas, like brain, our brain, our, our major organs, like our heart, right? Different organs like that. But it takes it out of other areas, like our sinus cavities, like, um, you know, our muscle tissue. Like, that's why muscles will start to spasm when we're dehydrated oftentimes, or they get real rigid. That's why, um, you know, discs will degenerate in our spine. Our joints will degenerate in our body, right? When we're dehydrated, a lot of these issues happen. So um, these are the adaptive physiological states, things like allergies, asthma, blood pressure problems, constipation, type 2 diabetes, autoimmune diseases, right? All these things can oftentimes have a link back to dehydration. One of the most simple and easiest things we can do is start really mega hydrating our body with the right kind of water, okay? And that's why I recommend the best water system right here. Um, you get the Avalon water system at your house like we have right here, okay? Phenomenal system um, and, uh, you know, just amazing stuff. You can look it up online, but I have nothing but amazing. In fact, I was startlingly surprised at the things they do with the, to this water. The fact that they use zeolite, which is one of the best antioxidants they can put in there. They use things like, uh, I mean, they just use things like a mineral like jade that actually helps boost uh, magnesium and calcium in there to, um, to help uh, remineralize it. Uh, it's just phenomenal stuff that they're using in there. So anyways... Proper pH, right? So we know this is key, right? All disease associated with an acidic environment, right? So balanced alkaline acid, acid relationships are key to true health. Human tissue, right? We should have a 7.365. We should be slightly alkaline, our bloodstream, right? Should be slightly alkaline, okay? So an acidic environment, um, when, and we do whole workshops on this, and you can uh, actually listen to the podcast. There's a lot of information. Just bear with us. But what happens is when we have too much acid, our body will have too many hydrogen ions. So our body will actually strip alkaline minerals from different tissues. So it'll strip calcium from our bones and our teeth, from our muscles and our nerves, it, it strips potassium. That's, again, what will contribute to spasms, things like that. Our arteries, we lose magnesium, right? When we lose magnesium, we lose that elasticity, like we talked about before, right? We lose elasticity there, right? In our joints, we lose sodium. So when joints lose sodium, what travels with sodium? Water, right? So we lose water as well. Joints degenerate faster. So when we're acidic, right, it causes a lot of problems. We've got to make sure we're getting a lot of alkaline minerals into our body on a regular basis. Let's look at the blood 
what actually happens to the blood cells. So you see, blood cells naturally have a negative charge on the outside, positive charge on the inside. That polarity actually helps them repel each other so they don't clump, they don't stick to, uh, to each other. Um, in a sick environment, the blood cells lose the potency of their external charge and they begin to clump together. Right? In response to the increased blood viscosity, the circulatory system has to work a lot harder and that increases blood, um, blood pressure. For example, you see these, these blood, blood cells right there? right? So as they're clumped together and they're trying to get through small capillary beds, right, they start, it starts um, basically reducing blood flow right? because they, they can't move through there as quick and therefore they're, uh, they're not able to uh, release oxygen effectively as well. Right? So it causes a lot of problems there. And that cycle just continues to r replicate itself. Right, called a positive feedback cycle, although there's nothing positive about that. Okay, and so simple ways to alkalize. So one of the simplest, easy things that you can all do is start by squeezing lemon in your water. Right, getting clean water and then squeezing lemon in your water. Who does that right now? Raise your hand. Give yourself a round of applause if you do that. Good job, guys. Good job. So first things. This is what I. It's how I start my day. Right. Lots of lemon water. Right. Or, or limes if limes are, are a better deal. Right. Um, so lots of lemon or limes in my water provides a megadose of alkaline buffering minerals, absolutely key. Apple cider vinegar, right, actually helps us alkalize as well. Juicing vegetables, who here, anybody here juice vegetables, do some juicing, right, phenomenal for you, provides megadoses of alkaline minerals. Greens powders, right, like greens food powder, okay, um, chlorophyll supplements, essential oils, right, that you can actually put on your skin, will actually help alkalize your body as well. I put like cinnamon essential oil and clove essential oil, that's you know, between the coconut oil and the essential oils, you know, that's like my um, deodorant and uh, cologne, I guess you could say, right? Right? So I get myself all, you know, spiffed up, right? And it's alkalizing. Cinnamon, very rich in antioxidants, okay? So, um, so if I smell like a cinnamon stick, you guys know I'm alkalizing, right? That's right. Um, aloe vera juice, right? So this stuff's great. We've talked about it last week. Um, pink salts, right? We talked about those salts, right? Himalayan sea salt. And then some of the major greens like uh, celery, cucumbers, green veggies, all provide lots of silica, right? And silica is a trace mineral, very alkalizing trace mineral that's great for your skin, your joints, helps alkalize your body. So really good stuff. So lots of different ways to alkalize throughout the day. So it's great to snack on things like cucumbers, celery, stuff like that. Provides a lot of alkaline buffering minerals for your body, okay? And then, of course, um, very, very important, you need to pee your way to good health, even if you can't reach the toilet bowl, right? So, um, so one of the big things when people start on this plan, one of the big things a lot of patients will tell me, they're like, they're like, they're like Dr. Dr. Jockers, I got to pee like all the time. I'm like, thank God, right? You're, you're stripping out all those toxins. You're getting healthier, getting those kidneys revved up. Right, getting all the waste and the toxins out of your body. They're like, but I don't like going to pee that much. I'm like, head over it, right? You gotta get, you gotta pee your way to good health, right? I mean, I'm. <laughs> there you go. It probably looks like me, right? So, anyways, um, but guys, I mean, I'm, I'm drinking all the time and I'm in the bathroom all the time. That's a good thing. It's how we get all the junk out of our system. Unless we want those pesticides, herbicides, unless we want just massive toxicity in our in our bloodstream and in our tissues, we gotta be getting it out. And the best ways to get it out are through urination, right? Through our feces, we gotta make sure we're moving our 
colon often, right? We talked about that in the digestive workshop, so there's a podcast for that as well. Um, and then obviously sweat is another great way, perspiration. Okay, so definitely sweating, using saunas, different things like that, phenomenally good for you. Okay, and these are the best ways. And then respiration as well. So when we're exercising and we're respiring heavy, right, that's also helping our body detox. So, and then of course, oral chelation and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of depends on the individual. So what I tell the individual is, do you feel like you're craving salt, right? Do you, is, if that's the case, your body's giving you a signal that it needs trace minerals, right? But no, there's nothing wrong with going to the bathroom all the time, right? I probably, no, no, if it's clean water, it's, it's fine for your kidneys, right? Your kidney recycles so much plasma, so she's wrong about that. It's not bad for your kidneys at all, right? What's bad for your kidneys is, being dehydrated, right? Having insulin resistance, taking medications, things like that. All those things destroy your kidneys. So um, we don't want that. All right, so sunlight. Okay, sunlight plays a huge role, stimulates the production of vitamin D, right? Which we know is an absolute master uh, antioxidant in our body and also plays a critical role in over 2,000 genes. And we have 44,000, something like 44,000 genes in our body, right? And so um, it plays a huge role in a good percentage of those. In fact, I'm actually um, writing the sports performance manual right now. My key topic I've been focusing on the last couple weeks is vitamin D, right, and athletic performance. And there's some amazing things. People that are deficient in vitamin D, right, when you start to optimize, your body can actually produce more type 2 muscle fiber, get greater explosion. Um, what they found was that uh, they, they took the New York Giants. Anybody a New York Giants football team fan, right, anybody here? Uh, am I the only one? Okay, you and me, Jerry. I am, right? So um, I, I was inherited. My dad was a New York Giants fan. So anyways, um, they took the whole team last year, and they measured their vitamin D levels, right? And they, Now, the a limitation of the study was they measured it all only at one time, right, at the end of the year, okay? Um, so they didn't measure it kind of throughout. But uh, this whole orthopedic group, they, they measured them at the end of the year, okay? And then they looked back, and what they found was that the people – that nobody over a certain, I think it was like 32, I have to look at the research again, over 32 nanograms per milliliter, nobody, none of those guys that were over that were injured that year, missed injury time, okay? And, but what they found was that 81% of the team, and these guys, they practice outdoors from time to time, 81% of the team was very deficient in vitamin D, right? And the people that were the most deficient, right, the, the, the group that was injured that year, their mean level was 18 and a half, right? So ridiculous, like really low, right? So um, <clears throat> so plays a huge role in muscle function, tissue repair, healing, all those things. So we've got to make sure vitamin D levels are normalized. Now, a couple major blood pressure, natural blood pressure medications. One of those is garlic, right? And so garlic will definitely lower your blood pressure, right? It's almost like a medicinal, right? So taking garlic also helps boost your immune system. And so if you, if you typically have lower blood, sh blood pressure, you also have to be careful with garlic because it's so powerful. Um, so you got to be careful with that. Also, celery juice, right? So juicing celery, very, very powerful blood pressure medication. Phenomenally good for you. Okay, B vitamins and zinc, right? So these are critical methyl donors. Some of our best sources is a meal like this right here. 
right? A good, healthy meat source that provides B12, right? Um, and then obviously having lots of green veggies, okay, that provide B6, folic acid, right? Provide uh, B2, which is riboflavin, right? And all those things. And also the meat also helps provide zinc, right? So the eggs, the meat also helps provide healthy zinc, okay? And so when we look at this, who's heard of homocysteine before, right? So that's a chronic measure of inflammation in our body. And so we know is we've got to convert that. It's a natural byproduct of metabolism when we break down this amino acid, methionine, right? So there's two ways we can do it. It can stay here, which is bad, causes disease in our body. Or if we have enough cofactors, folic acid, B12, B2, and zinc, right? Um, and then trimethylglycine, but these can actually make the full conversion, okay? It can turn into SAMe, which is um, a natural antidepressant, antioxidant in our body. Or if we have enough B6, right, B2, right, and zinc, it'll actually help us, right? You can see right here, produce glutathione, so which is a super antioxidant. So if we have these, B, these critical B vitamins along with zinc, different things like that, selenium plays a role in this too, right? Then we can convert it back into glutathione, help our body detoxify and function optimally. The problem is when we're methylating, this is called a methylation process, when we're not able to do it, when we don't have these cofactors, and some individuals, I was actually uh, listening to a call recently, but they found that some individuals have trouble metabolizing folic acid effectively, right? So they actually have trouble metabolizing that. So we've got to make sure, you know, we're getting lots and lots of green vegetables, you know, really utilizing this diet. And that's another reason why I recommend a whole food multivitamin, such as the highest quality is what we have over there, the Garden of Life Vitamin Code Raw Men and Women's, right? Absolutely essential. I take those every day. Right, to make sure that I've got lots and lots of methylating agents in my body. So real key. Okay, and then on top of that, glutathione boosters, our body's master super antioxidants. The way that we can boost glutathione naturally is um, grass-fed, non-denatured whey protein. Right? So who uses a high-quality whey protein in here? Some of you guys do, right? This is superfood fuel right here. Okay? Absolutely amazing for cutting down inflammation. And how does it taste? Great, right? It tastes amazing, right? So you get, you get hooked on this stuff. I have a shake every day. Awesome stuff. And then on top of that, we get the daily detox, right? Daily detox, the cell detox, helps dramatically boost glu uh, glutathione to help your body's detox from the inside out. So glutathione boosters, real powerful, okay? And then so transitioning from that, though, right? Transitioning from the nu nutrition, things like that, okay? And by the way, um, all our products tonight, 10% um, off, right? So whatever you want to get up there, 10% off. Who's excited about that? Let's hear it. Good, good. Okay, awesome. And so, um, so we're transitioning from that. You know what? Just like we talked about in the beginning, there are five essentials to really utilizing this system and getting the best world-class Olympic-level results. How many essentials? Five. five. That's right. So we just can't change our nutrition. We just can't add a supplement or something like that. We've got to really take the system, okay? and start applying the system. Even if you want to walk slowly, apply all five, right? And that's really the key with this. Because you look at people that did apply one or two or maybe three of these, like Dana Reeves, right? So here's a lady, never smoked, right? Ate an organic diet, exercised regularly, but at 44, she gets lung cancer. And who gets lung cancer? People who do what? Smoke, never smoked, ate an all organic diet, exercised every single day, right? Yeah, she gets lung cancer. Jim Fix writes a book on running, vegetarian, right? He dies of a massive heart attack, okay? And so reality is just taking a piece or two doesn't work.
right? It's just not the system. In fact, we're fooling ourselves, right? The best approach is to start with maximize living, apply all five essentials, okay, and gradually progress with all five of those essentials, right? Gradually grow and progress with them. So the reason why one of the, one of the, one of the most hidden things that most people in our society never address is the health of their nerve system. But when we're thinking about this, the very first system that your body creates, right, in utero is your nervous system, right, the brain spinal cord and nerve connection. In fact, for anything in your body to function, your heart to beat, your lungs to breathe, your organs to heal, your digestive system to function, right, that power that God put within us, that electrical current has to flow from the brain down through the spinal cord and over those nerves, right? So when, when are you officially dead, when your heart dies or when your brain dies? Your brain, because if we cut the nerve right here to the heart, what happens to it? It what? Boom, stops, shuts down. None of these organs can function without nerve supply. And so here's the thing. If that nerve supply is so important, what happens when there's compromised nerve supply, right? What happens when there's damage to the nerves? Now that restricts nerve supply going out to the organs. Who's ever had a plant, right, and only provided, right, a very minimal amount of water or maybe didn't, didn't feed it water for a while, right? What happens? <laughs> Probably, yeah, you're like, uh, okay, yep. Um, and what happens? Yeah, and it starts to wilt, right? It doesn't grow correctly and starts to wilt. So if we're restrict, we have restricted nerve supply going out to organs, right, what happens to those organs? Same thing, right? They start building abnormal cells. Now, your heart builds a new, it builds, you build a new heart every seven months, right? So there's literally between 60 to 70 billion cells in your heart. You build a new heart every seven months. Do you feel that process going on every day? No. You, you form 100 billion new cells every single day. Do you have to think about that going on in your body? No, right? Do you feel that? You don't, right? So one of the biggest problems that most people have in our society is that they think if they feel okay that they're healthy, right? But who's ever known anybody that felt great and then got sick? Doesn't it happen all the time? This cancer, right? For example, how do people feel in the early stages of cancer? They feel fine. How about heart disease? You know, do you feel 10% blockage your arteries? Do you feel that? No. How about 50%? Do you feel that? You don't, right? Right? Um, Satish and, and Samer, right? Satish, you, you felt, right, when, when you went into the doctor's office and you got your stress test, how'd you feel? He was feeling fine, and they found four arteries blocked over 90% in his heart. Cardiac, you know, they did a surgery, opened up, open heart surgery, four arteries blocked. Samer, how'd you feel? You got you know, a little bit of chest pain, right? Not even. Yeah, stress test, you said? Stress test came out great. How did they find out? Because you had seven arteries blocked. You had what? 11 arteries blocked. Unbelievable, right? And they did a quadruple bypass on him. And how old are you? 40, right? <laughs> there you go, exactly. Well, 40 is a new 20, right? When you're doing maximized living. So... When you're doing maximized living, it is, right? So anyways, though, um, yeah, so, so here's the thing, right? And, did, and would you ever think, right, you know, two days before that happened, did you ever think that you'd be on the surgeon's table, right, getting your, your chest, literally your sternum ripped open and having them do a heart surgery on you? Absolutely not, right? And so it's the same thing with everybody in here. We're all sitting here and we're thinking, okay, that happened to him, right? That happened to this person I know, but it's not going to be who? Me. That's what we all think, okay? But the reality is, here's the question we got to ask. 
how is it not going to be you? That's a better question to ask, right? It's happening to people every single day. How is it not going to be you? Have you been optimizing your nerve supply going out to your heart, right? So that you're rebuilding a healthy, strong heart every single day. Are you doing that, right? Are you providing the right nutrition for it? Are you oxygenating it with the right type of fitness? Are you detoxing regularly, right? Are you thinking the right thoughts, keeping your stress levels down? Are you doing that, right? Are you giving your body the best possible chance it can to produce cells in your heart that should last you naturally, based on the Bible, 100, 120 years, great and amazing life and health, right? Are you doing that? That's the question you need to look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, right? Because this is the most important system in your body. And so in our office, this is how we save lives, right? So we go ahead, we check for something called subluxation, the most dangerous condition, because here's the reality, right? What's, what's more dangerous? If there's nerves blocked right here and the heart is shutting down, right? What's the more dangerous condition, the heart shutting down or the nerves blocked here? The nerves, because what happens if we took that heart out and we put a new heart in? What happens to that heart? How is it healing? Not good, right? So they never got to the cause. You guys see that, right? It's the same thing with cancer. same thing with any disease system process in our body. Most important thing we can do is get to the cause. Correct the nerve stress so our body can heal, replace cells at its optimal level, get rid of the inflammation, get rid of the chemical, physical, emotional stresses, optimize our life so we can heal and get better. We should be flourishing. We should be 80 years old, right? And healthy, strong, incredible vitality, right? That's really ultimately where we should be going. For example, in the Bible, right, Joshua and Caleb are fighting wars in their 80s, right? They're fighting wars because they were following more of a, a, a natural, God-driven plan for health and well-being. And so fortunately, you know, today we have such a massive toxic onslaught. Thank God, God gave us the ability to actually test measure because this is one thing that they were missing in the in biblical days was the ability to actually test and measure and actually enhance and optimize neurological function that was the one thing they were missing their diets were so much cleaner they were exercising regularly right um they were they were um you know less hot less toxic world right but now with the amount of toxicity the amount of chemical physical and emotional stress we have we've got to make sure that we're plugging in to an incredible technology that god has given us and so that's why we do these nerve scans we do a nerve scan and it comes up like this and we've got massive red black bars right in this region particularly these nerves right upper upper shoulder regions going out to the to the heart region what does that tell us what's happening to that person's heart building normal healthy cells or sick degenerated cells sick degenerated cells so we can test that we can see that you guys see that we can calibrate it right how about when we do a scan like this and we're seeing clear right perfectly clear um, bars going out to those areas how do we know how well the heart's healing? It's healing what? Phenomenally good, right? So when, when Samra, when you first came into our office and we tested you, what did this look like up here? Yeah, red and black, right? Satish, where was yours? Red and black, right? So obviously, clearly, and, and Samra actually got his original test done. It was about a year and a half before you had you, you had the surgery. So he didn't he didn't know about it, right? Um, you know, but we gave him, you know, obviously we told him about it. He just didn't know how far along it was. Right. And so with Satish, we checked it afterwards. Okay. And so Satish, you're on what? Eight medications after your heart surgery. And, and what is it? Three years now? About three years. How many medications are you on now? Zero. Right. And by the way, um, also, uh, 
how much, uh, for example, how, your doctor typically with people with heart surgeries, right, that have had heart surgeries, they want to see them what, every three months or how is it? Every three months? What did your doctor tell you? Yeah, they said that they've, they, they've never seen somebody like that right there, right? And so his heart's healing so well, he goes only once a year just for a regular checkup now after having a quadruple bypass, right? And so that's like, that's like not heard of. I used to work in cardiac rehab. We'd never see that. And so, and then what was your last scan? What did your last scan look like the last time we did it? It was a long time ago. but Clear, clear, right? Perfectly clear. We know his body's building a new heart, right? New cells. He's a new person, right? Every single day. We either, our bodies, this is a key principle we all have to understand. Every single day, with every decision we make, we're either taking a step towards life, health, optimal function and vitality, or we're taking a step towards degeneration, right? Less than our potential and sickness and disease. We're taking one of those steps in one of the directions, okay? We want to optimize all of our steps towards incredible life. And so, of course, we take the x-rays, right? We're looking at these natural curves, right? And obviously, this is what the spinal cord looks like. This is a sick, subluxated spine. This is a healthy, well-functioning spine. Out of these two individuals, who's obviously going to get heart disease first? Clearly this one, right? Who's going to get, um, you know, who's, who's going to get cancer first? Clearly this one. And let's say this person's eating great, exercising. This person's not. They're drinking, smoking. Who's still going to get cancer first or heart disease first? You guys see that? Because their body can't heal effectively, right? They can't detox effectively. They have minimized nerve system, right? So their body can't rep replicate, replace the literal uh, genetic expression of life, right? The energetic expression of life is being literally suffocated and damaged, literally robbed to their organs. That's why everything we do in this office is about opening up that spinal cord, allowing the maximal amount of God-given life force to heal your body. So now, like Mary, she's been doing Maximize Living. All you guys have Satish, right? I could, you know, there's a bunch of testimonials in this room right here that I could talk about. But the reason why these people get well is not because, um, you know, we have a, uh, like I walk around here with like a magic wand, right? And just like touch people over the head or I have like uh, fairy dust, right? That I'm like throwing on them, right? It's not, it's not because of that. It's because we optimize their body's ability to heal, right? And when we do that, the power of God, we know, because who, who's the healer? God, right? He doesn't need help, just no interference. The five essentials are about getting back to God's natural plan, removing the interference, so his power can flow unimpeded, healing every cell, tissue, and organ in your body. Right? Maximize nerve supply. Look at this right here. Eight, um, or so, so after getting adjusted, 25 patients with uh, early stage high blood pressure had significantly lower blood pressure than 25 similar patients who underwent a sham chiropractic adjustment. Right? And so um, I said this procedure, um, this is uh, the study leader, George Backus, medical doctor. Procedure has the effect. So what he was talking about when he said procedure is the adjustment, right? He said adjustment has the effect of not one, but two blood pressure medications given in a combination, right? So it's more effective, right, than two blood pressure medications. So you come in here with high blood pressure, we take pressure off your brainstem, right? That just had an incredibly power, powerful blood, blood pressure lowering effect. In fact, a lot of my patients will tell me, a lot of them that come in here on blood pressure medications, we adjust them a couple times, I adjust them a couple times, and I come back here like, I was really dizzy after that last adjustment. And I'm like, you need to check your blood pressure because your body's starting to stabilize. And so what happens is those blood pressure medications are taking you way too far from normal. That's why Mary goes in, right? And they're like, whoa, your blood pressure's low. We need to cut the dosage, right? Immediately, this is what they're saying. This happens all the time in our office, right? When the statistician 
brought me the data because he's a medical doctor, right? He's never seen this before. So when the, when the, when the statistician brought me the data, I actually didn't believe it. It was way too good to be true, right? So he says, I don't even, um, I didn't believe it, but we checked for everything and there it was, right? And this was all over the news and everything. And they published it in the Journal of Human Hypertension in 2007, right? This is what we do in this office, right? This is what happens every single day when you guys are coming in here. We're stabilizing your God-given function, right? So here's why, right? This critical area, in fact, this is what was studied. Right here is the brain stem, okay? This is the first bone, the atlas, okay? That area right there, which is the same as this right here, guess what that's called? The mouth of God, right? It's the mouth of God sending the power right here from the brain, right? The brain stem itself down the spinal cord and over those nerves, right? When we optimize neurological function, we maximize that function, that gives your body the best chance to adapt to stress, right? Heal naturally, replace healthy cells, and function at its optimal level. So once we correct that, right? So because a lot of you guys, of course, um, in this office um, are working on that. So many of you guys in this office are, and as another reason why you guys are so incredibly intelligent, you're actually doing that. You're maximizing your nerve system. You are so far ahead of most of society, right? That are looking for drugs or some super supplement that's going to save their lives. You guys are, are standing up. You're doing a responsible thing, taking care of the temple. The spine is literally the temple for the electrical, right? The spirit, the electrical aspect of our body itself, right? It's the temple of the, of the Holy Spirit. And so you guys are optimizing that, creating healthy structure in those areas. So give yourself a round of applause for doing that. That's absolutely excellent. And so then once we optimize it, right? Many of you guys are going through a corrective period. Once we get that corrected, how long would you want to maintain a healthy spine, right? Optimal neurological function. Um, how long would you want to do that? For the rest of your life, obviously. Common sense thing, right? We work hard, we optimize it, we stay that way for the rest of your life, right? And that's how you end up becoming that 80-year-old, right? It's doing everything that they want to do, right? Even if you come in here when you're in your 80s, right? And so you're able to do whatever you want to do, medication-free, and live at your optimal, live at your peak, okay? And so those of you guys that are not doing that, um, obviously, as you can see, you know, this is one of the most critical steps. Again, if you want to optimize your life and your health, you want to take the steps, the maximize living steps, right? And that's what we can definitely help you with, okay? So if you're here, if um, a friend invited you here, okay, um, there's a reason why your friend invited you here, all right? And that's because they care about you. They love you. They want to see the best for you. They don't want you being on medications. They want you to optimize your life and your health. They don't want you ended up like Samer was, right? And so if you're a guest in this, in this room, we, <laughs> sorry, sorry to use you. So that's, <laughs> so anyways, though, so if you're a guest in this room, okay, um, we have a gift for you guys, okay? And so if you're a guest, if you could please, um, you know, I know this is a, you know, it's kind of bold move, right? But if you could please just kind of just raise your hand, right? That would be, that would be great. And we've got Charmaine, we've got Dr. Shannon over here, okay? So any guests in the room, just raise your hand. They're going to go around. What we're going to do for you guys is we're actually going to do all the testing, right? Neurological scans, body fat analysis, right? A complete, you know, maximized living t uh, exam. So that way we can see exactly how well your body's functioning and healing, right? And see exactly what kind of strategy we need to take in order to optimize your expression of life, right? Again, the biggest thing, you know, a lot of times, you know, people are, are sitting out in, a, you know, in the group setting, right? And they just kind of think, well, you know what? I guess I'll just pass on it this time. Maybe I'll do that later, right? But your reality is you never know, right? You never know 
you know, when you're going to get sick and disease. And I know for my grandfather, right, he was 72 years old, okay, when, uh, when all of a sudden his arm snapped when he was trying to open a door, right, he had metastatic cancer and went downhill right from there. Six months of chemotherapy just destroyed his life. And uh, you know what? I know if uh, somebody could have found him 20 years earlier because the reality is that cancer didn't start when he was 72, right? Just like heart disease in Satish didn't start when you were 60, right? But it started many years before and it built up. And so, you know, the worst thing is when people come to my office and they're just too far gone, right? The most intelligent thing we can do is to take action, take the right steps, get these problems corrected as quickly as possible and optimize, maximize our life for the rest of our life. So if you are a guest, that's our gift for you. Do not pass that, that uh, opportunity up, okay? And if you're coming in this office, we're going to take amazing care of you, right? Right, patients? Right. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. We take VIP care of you in this office, right? Um, you get the, the, the highest quality, maximized living, Olympic-level care. We, we do every step along the way, teach you nutrition. we got a Kroger shopping tour coming up, right? Um, we've got our exercise classes. We teach you how to detox. Charmaine was teaching a group how to garden right, uh, the other day, right? So this is what we do. So make sure you take advantage of that, okay? On top of that, for those of you guys that, uh, that obviously are patients, of course, we've got a gift for you guys too, and that's our discount on supplements for uh, being proactive and coming out here and learning these things. Next week is our workshop on toxicity in your home. Did you guys know that the inside of your house is five to ten times more toxic than the outside. Did you know that? We're going to go through exactly what we need to do to clean our house. Clean our house up, get rid of the toxins. And uh, just a quick story, um, some of you guys know Dr. Roberto, Fred Roberto, right? He's a Max T3 guy, a friend of mine, uh, practices about 20 minutes away from here. Okay, his, um, his niece on Wednesday, who's ever used Liquid Plumber, right? I know I have, you know, years ago, right? you know, to, to get our drain emptied. Basically, she sprayed liquid plumber, somehow ended up on her body, literally burnt her skin, right? Um, it was, it was uh, stage two and three degree burns, right? So second and third degree burns. Th third degree, by the way, are, are permanent burns, right? They had to bring her over to Savannah, right? She's been in the hospital all week, right? Just massive damage, right? She's probably cosmetic surgery, all kinds of stuff from something as simple as liquid plumber because of how just uh, how acid that, you know, it's acid that we pour down. So we're going to be going through. So you imagine that when we spray that, right, in a, for example, in a sink, right, we're also inhaling all of that, right? Very toxic. We're going to talk about some of the most toxic things that most of you guys, I would say 99% of you, have no idea that you're probably doing every single day. This is a life-saving workshop right here. Years ago, they didn't know about things like radon, asbestos, right? Who's ever heard of like asbestos, right? So there's all kinds of lawsuits out, people that worked in those environments and stuff. They didn't know about that stuff. There's many things that our society, you know, that are just not mainstream, that put, most people don't know about, that are killing us every single day. And so it's my obligation. The reason why I do workshops like that is it's my obligation to do everything. When you become a patient in here, my job, or you even set foot in here. I know God sent you here for a reason. I've got to do everything in my power to, to, do, to provide you the resources, the strategies, so you can live out your God-given potential, so that you can be 90 years old doing everything that you want to do, right? Living out your potential. That's why we do those workshops. So I just really pray that uh, you, know, you guys will, will sign up for that workshop. And most importantly, right, when you 
when you ha understand this stuff, right, and, and for many of you guys, you understand this, when you understand how life-changing and how life-saving this information is, right, and how it can dramatically transform somebody's life, you have a burden inside your heart, right? And I feel this every day, right, to get this out to as many people as possible. And so if the inside of our house is five to ten times more toxic than the outside, right, and if, um, you know, if obviously people who are suffering from things like asthma, allergies, sinus problems, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, right, these are all toxicity-related issues. If you know anybody like that, right, this almost becomes an obligation in your heart and your spirit to, to share what you have learned from these workshops and do everything you can to get them into an environment like this so their life can be transformed as well. Amen? Amen. Absolutely. And so that's that workshop. And the week after that, we've got the Beyond Organic workshop. Phenomenal thing. Like I said, I mean, Jordan Rubin um, spoke at our Maximize Living seminar. Um, he probably did, uh, I don't know, four to six hours of education for us on all kinds of different things. They were sampling their products. This is the most amazing revolutionary co company, and I am so excited because Jordan's all about going back to just biblical-based principles and how to raise animals, right? And we're going to talk about, I mean, it's, I, I, I could spend, I mean, I'm just so excited about sharing this message. It's absolutely unbelievable um, what he's doing with these farms. And so August 22nd, we're going to do that seminar. If you guys want to get involved, um, there's a couple different ways. You can obviously order product from them. Um, you can also become a mission marketer, and you can actually create a business out of it. If you become a mission marketer, you have opportunities by telling other people about Beyond Organics to get free food, right? So you, who'd love free food, right? Probably all of us, right? And for those of you guys that are really interested, it might just be a small percentage of you, you can actually create an income stream by sharing this health message, getting other people eating right and following God's natural laws, right, for health and healing. So it's an amazing thing. So um, with that being said, guys, um, that's the end of the workshop tonight. If you have any questions, um, more than uh, happy to answer them. And that's the podcast for this week. Don't forget to check out our new website. Just log on to www.exodushc, as in health center, dot com. See you next time.